1: Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bowling Brand Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Brand Sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
3: This is TalkSport Daily.
4: Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast. Yeah, another one. They all said it wouldn't last more than the week. Well, they were wrong. No one said that. I'm just making it up. Uh, we've got a great podcast coming up and it begins with a guy called Terry, who's a West Ham fan. Now, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, Terry phoned up the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar Monday, Thursday from 10pm and was um, a brilliant caller and very wound up. Well, he obviously didn't sleep well because he phoned back the breakfast show in the morning and was very angry with Alan and Ian Holloway.
3: An absolute disgrace! They made me sick! They absolutely are-
2: Find out how Terry is this morning, Terry. Wow, uh, not a great night, pal. How are you feeling this morning?
3: Good morning, Terry. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? All right? <laughs> all
5: right. How are you, mate? How are you?
3: <laughs> well, I didn't sleep very well last night. Let's put it like that. Do you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> mm, yeah. I bet your phone hasn't stopped this morning,
3: Alan. My phone is about to explode. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm blaming the players and the manager. Good. I'm, I, I'm no. blaming the old club. I'm on about. I'm on no. about
2: the players. They should be better than that. End of. of
3: course they should, of course, they should. But what I'm, you know, what I'm saying is that the, the attitude of these players is right. Yeah, right. Now let's just stay in the Premier League and everything else. The thing is, at the end of the day, yeah, I would rather win the League Cup and go down. I'm not worried about d- say the Premier League and all the money and everything you, else. Can
2: you say I'm that again? Money. Say oh. that again. You'd rather win the. Oh. Rather win the
3: league cup, right, and go down on my life. I really, really would. Good Terry,
2: you if count. your phone hasn't exploded yet, it's about to yeah. let me. Terry, <laughs> calm down. We'll see you. Well, give us a call after the Bournemouth game.
4: Now, without getting too deep, the secret for me for making great radio is doing something live on air which stops you going about your daily business. The next interview with John Barnes and Kickoff stopped me getting out of my car. Rived for work. I was listening to the interview. I thought it was fascinating. And I stayed in my car 15 more minutes than I should have done to listen to how it ended. This is John Barnes talking to Hugh Woosncroft and Darren Lewis and Paul Parker on Kickoff.
3: As a leading figure, not just in broadcasting, but for our generation. And that's why so many people are hurt by what you're saying because they feel, quite rightly, I have to add... Yeah, that you're that you are legitimizing and giving confirmation bias to the people who book you to come on in these difficult situations because they know you will say what they want to hear instead of saying the difficult thing that I don't they what don't they want, want to, hear. to hear. This is this is difficult because it's difficult for everybody to hear. This is difficult for black people to hear. You know what's difficult for black people to hear? That their own people sold them into slavery, which is true in Africa. They did. And the white people to come. So therefore, so these are conversations that we need to have to get to the truth rather than just saying he's racist, he's racist. Every incident has to be taken on its own merits. So the point I'm making about Liam Neeson, which is specific, the point I'm making about Bernardo Silva, which is specific. And if you want me to be specific about other real racist incidents, like the lack of black managers and what happens in that, then I'll be specific about that. But I'm here to talk about Bernardo Silva. And if you want to talk about specific incidents, Everything isn't black and white. Everything is the same. And he's saying this is detrimental to the fight against racism. I'll tell you what's detrimental to the fight against racism is when every time something happens which isn't racist, we sense it's racist, which will turn people against us, turn right-minded people who may think, listen, they're playing the race card again. They're playing the race card again. And you know it happens. But here's if something the thing. happens which I don't agree with, which I think it's not racist, I will say it.
1: Here's more a...
3: often than not, I say it's racist if you listen to what I actually say. Just one more question on Bernardo Silva and what the FA do from here. Would you be disappointed if Bernardo Silva was punished? Yes, I would. Just because you don't think it's offensive, even though other people have drawn some offence from it? Well, He does was, have a but, responsibility but, no, in but terms of what he but publicly this out there. He still has a issue. responsibility. This is the issue. Look at why are they offended by that picture? I know the ramifications historically. I know the the cartoon. I know everything that goes on, how black people are disenfranchised. Look at that cartoon, and I go back to N'Golo County and say, what we can say is that we are not allowed to show any caricatures of black people. Then then we know that we can't do that. It's offensive. Whether it's offensive or not, it's, it's, it's wrong. So are we allowed to draw caricatures of black people? And if we're allowed to draw caricatures of black people and a black man like N'Golo Kante is very black with big lips, what kind of a cartoon shall we show of, of N'Golo Kante? Shall we show him with light skin and thin lips and a thin nose? Secondly, there is nothing wrong with a caricature of a black man with big lips and black skin because there's nothing wrong with big lips and black skin. That is what we have to change. The narrative that that is negative and we are still promoting and enforcing that black skin and big lips is negative by then saying if you show somebody with black skin and big lips it's negative so how do all the black men with black skin and big lips feel how do they feel they must feel negative because that's the negative image of what black is and we have to get away from
4: that and change that i'm jim white and this is talk sport daily over now to Adrian Durham wearing a very bright shirt. You obviously can't see because it it's a podcast, but look, here's a picture. Jeez. Anyway, he was alongside Darren Goff. They were on drive. They were talking about Paul Pogba. I'm, I'm going to look at last night and I'm thinking to myself,
0: after the game, Rochdale players, they should be coming off the pitch thinking, okay, well, now we know why Paul Pogba is lauded by some as one of the best players in the world. Now we've played against a World Cup winner. We get it now. They should be coming off talking about how brilliant he was, but they're not, because he wasn't. We're talking about a 16-year-old kid uh, who scored the equaliser for Rochdale, and, and, and isn't that a brilliant well, the, story?
5: But wouldn't they look that all the way? Wouldn't they say, well, can you believe they played 50 million for Wan-Bissaka? Can you believe that Lingard keeps getting in the England team? And he's at the heart of the midfield for Manchester United that's what they're probably thinking can you believe it? them young guys at Manchester United playing in their first team and we're here at Rochdale on 10 quid a week
0: they're 17th in league one they're not doing
5: they're not not, playing like that every week by the way I'm just saying to you it's not just Pogba No, but Paul Pogba
0: is meant to be a leader of a team. He is their record signing. He is a World Cup winner. Last night, there's some questions, though, and nothing really adds up with this, okay? So Paul Pogba and Jose Mourinho didn't see eye to eye. Remember Jose Mourinho doing that press conference where he said, I'm stripping him of the vice-captaincy, and Paul Pogba was talking about the captaincy of France, saying, I don't need to be a leader. I can still have a voice without being the captain, blah, blah, blah. Well, he wasn't captain last night. Which, uh, on his return, he wasn't captain. He didn't even take a penalty, and he was on the pitch. He was still there at the end of the game. He was meant to be one of their two penalty takers, according to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer a couple of weeks ago. Rashford wasn't playing, so why didn't Paul Pogba take a penalty? Why it has... I mean, this is interesting. Paul Popper comes back in the team. You'd expect him to be captain, possibly. You'd definitely expect him to take a pen. So Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has made these decisions in September. We're, what, six weeks into the season. So why is he doing that? (sighs) Does Ole Gunnar Solskjaer want him? Because he says he does in press conferences. But I'm not entirely convinced when we look at body language, etc. And this is echoing some of the stuff that was happening under Jose Mourinho, isn't it? So what on earth is going on and why didn't he play better last
5: night? Well, and why wasn't he captain? You could ask that question. Yeah, Yeah, we know about the Mourinho. Uh, They gave the captaincy to someone because he captained the academy team. Well, does that mean he should be captain of the full team? What does it say? Tell you what, you're a young kid, you've hardly played, but there you go, I have the captaincy. Oh, I tell you what, I'm captain of Manchester United here. Uh, I've only played one game this year. Give me the captaincy. Oh, it's a piece of cake, this. Mm. A piece of cake. When's my new contract coming, by the way? That's what will come next. But when you look at it, Liverpool, who was the captain? Milner, last night. The day before, who was the captain at Arsenal? Mesut Ozil. Captain of Chelsea? Pedro. Captain of Spurs? Dyer. Experience players within their squad. Right? Names who have been playing years and years. What do they do with Man United? Give it a kid.
0: Yeah. It's you, it has to be earned, doesn't it? I've has seen I've seen earned. a piece in the Manchester Evening News today saying, Oh yeah, Twins AB has got the leadership qualities. He's played about five games for United. This this is it's ridiculous really I mean you wouldn't have had and I go back to Fergie's area because there were so many kids came through at that time it's the last time when so many did come through at Manchester United but these weren't lauded before their time they had to earn the right to get into the first team stay in the first team never mind be captain and get any praise from the manager and this is what's happening at Manchester United Paul is on the pitch yet a kid has got the captaincy that doesn't seem right However, I'm torn because none of that feels right, and I'd love people to explain it. However, captain or not, penalty taker or not, getting on with Solskjaer or not, surely Paul Pogba should come off that pitch absolutely bossing it. He should come off the pitch, shoulders back, chest puffed out, and say, yep, I'm the guy who came back and I got the job done. Yeah, it's against Rochdale, but yeah, it's against Rochdale, and he didn't do it. So it just doesn't add up that this World Cup winner could look so bang average at best Mm. against a side 17th in League One. What
4: on earth is going on? On now to Hawksby and Jacobs, or as some people refer to them, the pensioners pensioners. And on their show was Matt Ford, comedian, huge Nottingham Forest fan, of course, ex-Talk Sport presenter. He was talking about his new stand-up show. Now, I'm going to read the name of the title. I don't know where the full stop should be, but this is what he says in front of me. His new stand-up show, Brexit, comma, Pursued by a Bear to London in October. I don't know if the show we call Brexit Pursued by a Bear to London and it's out in October, or all those words are meant to be in the title, but it's irrelevant. This is Matt Ford.
2: I just really enjoy talking to people that I agree and disagree with <sighs> and of course Ken clark has been the MP for Rushcliffe in Nottinghamshire since 1970 yeah so I indulged him a bit, uh, and myself rather, and, and asked him about Clough, and he had two great stories. Oh, I remember, uh, Brian Clough was managing Nottingham Forest, uh, and he would get it, yeah, when he was signing these players uh, from abroad, he wouldn't always have visas. He, uh, he would ring me up when I was Home Secretary. Uh, rather surreal, uh, trying to get visas for Nottingham Forest players. This idea that Clough him you know, doing that, can't an you? avowed socialist, yeah, ringing up a Tory Home Secretary. Can you help yeah, that's
5: me out? <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, really? You cool. might have got Maradona or someone if he'd said yes. you never
2: know. That well, imagine. Been... Yeah, yeah. A Forrest could have had state backing for a while.
5: <clears throat> we were just talking about Cloughy off air, but in light of that conversation, and we were very lucky to meet him and interview him. And you were a ball boy at Forrest, weren't you? I was a ball boy. I was a mascot. and oh, I, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've bored you with this story <coughs> before,
2: but I, I met. I was a mascot for one of his last yeah. ever games and had really bad eczema on my face. Right. And, and they introduced me to Clough. And uh, the first thing he said to me, he said, Bloody hell, son, you are an ugly bugger. I'm <laughs> 10 years old. I said, what? He goes, what have you been doing all afternoon, eh? Hey? Butting pizzas. I said, no, it's extra, oh, Mr. Curry, 10 years old. <laughs> Having to defend yourself. <laughs> yeah, times have
5: changed, I think is fair to oh, say. I was mad, it?
2: and then he, gives, he took me into the physio's <laughs> office. Nigel Clough and Roy Keener in there getting yeah. a rub down. And he goes, we got anything for this young man's face. <laughs> he gives me this stuff called Betnovate, oh, yeah. which is steroid-based. I put it on, and it cleared it up like that. I go back to my GP. I'm only 10, so you used to have to go to the doctor with my mum. Yeah. And he goes, oh, God, your eczema's gone. What, have you taken wheat out of your diet or dairy? I said, oh, no, I've got some Betnovate." He said, where on earth did you get that? They tested it on horses. Don't use it on your face. It can cause skin cancer. Oh, no. I said, "What a Brian Clough gave it me. And he immediately went, you met Brian Clough? And my mum was like, it doesn't matter whether you met yeah. Brian Clough. Is his face going to stay on his skull? Or is he going to get skin? What is going on?
5: Oh, that's said, oh, fantastic. what was Cloughy like? I would well, rather oh. know if
2: the, if the diagnosis is pleased. Imagine Little Amoochie, uh, he's, yeah, he's introduced to <laughs> one of the mascots this weekend. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. That's not going to happen again.
0: Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns.
1: Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you.
0: Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz in the Biparsal Rise plug sale.
1: The most important thing is what? Sorry.
0: The single most important thing is to Ertz in the Channelised bingus of the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine.
1: Uh yeah. That sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations
3: Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.
4: Going back now to Adrian Durham, who of course has the job at the moment of pushing the brand new Andy Goldstein's 20 Years of Talksport book, which is in all good bookshops now. Anyway, Aide was on his own show talking about some of the best moments in Talk Sports history in that book. Number five. Uh, you will find a story
0: uh, on page 109 of Mike Boville. At the end of the uh, World Cup in Brazil, we were there, 2014. Uh, you'd already left, you'd gone home. I'd left uh, the week before as well. Mike Boville drops the last person off at the airport, that person is named in the book, goes back to the apartment to find a room, I'm not naming any names, a room in a not very healthy or hygienic state. And so he got down on his hands and knees and he cleaned it and he said he felt like being sick all the way through cleaning it it was that bad that story page 109 number 3 uh we have some a uh, little bit little clip here uh of this there was a time when there's uh, certain interviews i'm not keen on doing okay I, they're just I, we had the chance to interview pele okay on the phone and I'm like, I'd love to interview Pele, but I want to interview him face-to-face. I want to get that eye contact and get some real stories out of him that he's never told before. On the phone, you can't really do that. There's somebody hanging around trying to stop you having more than you more time than you want. So we had this brainwave. I was doing Drive with Ray Parler that day. So we had this brainwave. Romford Pele should interview the real Pele. And it went really well.
5: OK, Pele, uh, great to speak to you. Um, it's Ray Parler here. Uh, do you think England can win the European Championships this summer?
6: Football. Everybody knows is the box up surprise. You know? But of course, I think they have the opportunity to, to win the tournament, no doubt. All right,
1: Ray, we're running out of time now.
6: Okay,
5: yeah, okay. Um, well, Pelé, my nickname, uh, believe it or not, is the Romford Pelé. I played for Arsenal in England. Did you ever see my winning goal in a 2002 FA Cup final?
6: no i i didn't i don't see him i'm sorry I didn't have a TV <laughs> <laughs> okay
5: okay thank you anyway Pele thanks for your time Obrigado. That is possibly the worst interview I've ever heard. <laughs> Did that go out live? No, 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 no.
0: It didn't go out live. It was recorded. However, it is, you're right, it's a terrible interview, but it's so bad, it's good. It, it's it's absolutely... It's so Ray oh. It was fantastic. He loved it, Ray. He's, he's dined out on that. That's been in his after dinners for ages. Uh, anyway, that's number three. <laughs> Number two. Very quickly with this one. uh, There's lots of stories about Alan Brazil. He's got a whole chapter to himself in the book. Uh, There's the time he didn't want to come to Russia. He didn't go to the Ricky Hatton fight against Mayweather, even though he was there. Uh, Didn't go to the World Cup final in 06. There was an empty seat next to me at that final. And he had tickets and a hotel bed for him and Mike Parry at the UEFA Cup final when Celtic got there against Porto. He gave away the tickets to the final, Parry's ticket as well, gave away their beds. Parry wasn't happy at all. Um, And he just has this extraordinary habit of not bothering to go to sporting events, even when he's in the vicinity. Uh, The biggest story, though, is, and you loved this one when I told you earlier, Alan Brazil and the flight to Brisbane for a week, staying in a hotel room, recovering from jet lag, the flight cost £11,000. What does that mean? Is it a first class? No, it's above first class. It's a residence. <laughs> it's <laughs> sweet. They ran out of red wine. I'm not even joking. They ran out of red wine on that flight because Alan was on it. He refused to go to sleep because there was free drink on offer.
5: And he's in residence. It's a brilliant You wouldn't chapter. want to go to sleep if you're in residence.
0: It's a, it's a great, great... There's showers and everything a there, isn't
5: there? 50-inch oh. pure... television.
0: Pure luxury. You, yep. I expect you to demand that when you go to South Africa for the cricket. No? No. I would doubt it. Uh, anyway, that whole chapter is dedicated to Alan Bernard Brazil. So what's number one? Number one. It involves Alan Brazil. It's the best talk sport clip of all time. The full transcript is in the book along with many others as well and many other clips from H&J. Take a listen to the famous Bob Monkhouse clip.
2: Been a bit of a fraud today. Why? Because I wasn't watching any T V last night. I was at the filming of the BAFTA tribute for Bob
5: Monkhouse over at the BBC.
2: Is that right? But that was a bit of fun.
5: Um, Oh there were some really nice contributions from a lot of good people, including some of the best of the younger comics around now, you like Jack D, Jimmy Kahn, Steve Coogan. Yeah. And and the clips were absolutely sensational. They got all these greatest one liners, Mm. his acting roles nostalgia by the bucket. I mean, you forget he was in things like Carry On Sarge mm. and, and, as well as... Well, well the,
2: many people, Gary, forget that he's one of the greatest stand-up comics you've ever seen. Oh, I, no I saw him years ago when I'm still a reporter in Chester, and at the time, we only knew him as the host of the Golden Shot or whatever, you know? I tell you what, he's got a great, uh, you, can, you know, if he has to, he can do a blue version as well, which is meant to be fantastic.
5: Oh, yes, yes, in fact, you can get those on, on, oh, um, video still, on DVD probably now. Um, this, this, this show goes out the weekend after next on BBC One. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. You're left with no doubt that Monkhouse was yeah. a giant.
2: Yeah, sure. But oh, he, no, no, absolutely. Kelly, what about Bob's health now? Uh,
5: he died, um, at Christmas.
2: I think Mr Brazil was um, just, just looking a little bit back there, rather than forward. I heard uh, yeah. two different versions I'm of yeah. it, to the be the honest. Te-
5: yeah. the terrible two was different, different the, versions, I was told. <laughs> what? How good is that? Did he not listen to the first <laughs> three minutes of that clip? <laughs> no. Except I, I asked him about it, it, it this morning. It's a
0: tribute! I, I was on the breakfast show, I asked him about it this morning, he says, oh, I was half asleep, I wasn't really listening.
4: <laughs> He's just so honest about it. Some people at TalkSport are desperate for their own show, but there, of course, is no time slot for them. James Sabundra is one of them, so he just goes up to random people, does an interview, and then phones up the bosses and says, I've got Jordan Pickford. And we go, OK, we'll use it on the podcast.
2: Jordan, let's chat about the result on Tuesday night, because it felt like that game came at the right time in terms of getting a win and and getting the Sheffield United result out of the system.
6: Yeah, I think there's no better way to just bounce back with a game in midweek and... um very disappointing game against Sheffield United but he bounced back with real character we know we had the ability to beat Sheffield Wednesday but it's about character and toughness as a mentality to go and beat uh, Sheffield Wednesday away in the cup because you know they're going to make it tough for you. Um, so I think the character side of it showed that we bounced back straight away and Gained that confidence again.
2: And there were high hopes going into the season. It's still very early days. What do you put the difficult start down to?
6: I think we've performed well. We've showed a lot of talent, um, a lot of positives in. I think for us, we've dropped points away from home. But, you know, it's always tough to go away from home. I feel like we've dropped points where we we should pick up points and maybe clawed results out or if you can't win, don't get beat. Then obviously the Sheffield the United one was really disappointing but we turned that around against chef wednesday and the cup kept ourselves in the half to go in the game saturday against man city
2: for you personally do you feel a bit more pressure going into these games because they always say if, if you want to get a result against man city then the goalkeeper
6: needs to have a, a good game as well as a goalkeeper i know their top finish top class strikers uh wingers or in midfielders like De Bruyne, aguero sterling them types of players they've got for City all world class players and you know the ability and the capabilities they have on when they're shooting on target they only need half a yard but for goalkeepers there's no better game to play than to have a worldy because you know 9 times out of 10 you're going to be busy in the goal and you're always going to be concentrating and focused on, um, on the game
4: on oh, now to the best bits of the sports Bar, which, of course, is a little bit contradictory because if it were the best bits, the next part of this podcast would last another three hours. So I don't quite know how the editor has managed to get three golden hours into, what, two or three minutes. But somehow he's done it. Here are those golden moments. All
3: aboard! <laughs> All, aboard. All aboard! Tickets, please. Tickets. On the
4: midnight train. Baby. Hello, Joe. Oh my God!
1: What? I've got You're ten back. seconds left, nothing. Are you yes. married, Joe? No.
5: <laughs> You're not. You're single. Uh, yes. Are you? Why, why are you single? Probably because of
1: the football team
3: I support. No, don't mention football. The don't, don't mention it's football. We're going to go. I'm
0: not. Don't do I'm it, Joe. Not. But you must be able. You must be able to. <laughs> Joe, what was
4: that for? What's that for?
0: Why's Joe gone? He mentioned football. Get Adam. <laughs> just get Adam. you haven't got get, time. Just get Adam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah Rufus can okay. thumbs up. Adam.
4: Adam. Adam. Yeah, you all right? Don't right, disappoint, wait. Adam. You're the last call of the last train of the week. Better be good, Adam. Right, basically,
3: indoors, my six-year-old comes up to me. Girl, she goes, can you tie my shoelaces? I say, yeah, no worries. Me and her are just sitting in the living room. She's looking out the patio door. She's no one, no one at all is in the garden. She goes to me, oh, he's going to get a suntan, isn't he? And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, who are you actually looking at then? So I was like, who are you talking about? And she went, him out there, look. And I'm 30 stone, six foot four. Scared of the dark, and I'm thinking, I ain't up for this. And she goes, oh, Daddy's him out there. And I'm like, who? Oh. She went, oh, it's Jesus. And I went, Jesus? Religion. So you religion. It's got
4: religion. Oh, you can't go He's religion.
0: It's
3: got
2: religion. I mean, you, can't get, you can't get anyone more religious than Jesus, can you? You can't. <laughs> it's impossible. And he said it on the midnight train, and you can't do
4: that! I don't know what to do now. I mean, there's one caller oh, left, eh? at the bottom.
0: That's handy, yeah. Nice. I said the, the, the midnight train. Go on, the just way. go and speak to Andy, Come, on, go on. Well, we as long can't. as he doesn't mention Jesus.
4: We can't, we haven't got time. Look, we've got two guests to get in in 25 minutes. <sighs> Impossible. Okay, we've got ten seconds. What was his name? Andy. Andy, you've got ten seconds. Off you go. Right,
2: I crashed my car on the day I passed my test. That's
3: it. That's all I wanted to say.
4: That's it for another podcasting thing. What a good podcast it was. Of course, anything that you get free is fantastic, isn't it? Unless, of course, you get, like, man flu. Then you're tucked up in bed for, like, four weeks. You're probably in intensive care. Where the woman gets it, and she just fights on. She feeds the kids, gets up in the morning, goes to work, washes the car, paints the house, flies a jumbo jet to New York, just does everything. But us men, oh, we're here, I can't even move. Anyway, a quick reminder that we've got loads of live sport coming up over the TalkSport network on the weekend. On Saturday, 11am, it's game day exclusive. Sheffield United Cover the Blades Against Liverpool Unbiased of course At half past two In the afternoon It's game day exclusive Chelsea against Brighton Cover the Seagulls That's on TalkSport 2 Russ Williams will be your host Probably playing a bit Of Kylie Minogue in between And then at 5.15 It's game day exclusive Everton cover the Toffees Against Manchester City So a reminder that Saturday is game day On TalkSport And TalkSport 2 As we become Your destination For all the Premier League action that is where this podcast ends. Thanks, as always, for downloading. Not just today, but yesterday, the day before, the day before, the day before, and all the way back to whenever you first downloaded. The next one of these will be about in a couple of days' time, so make sure you download that and you press subscribe. And make sure you listen to my next show, which is a full Sunday night from 9pm, the Andy Goldstein's Trans Europe Express. With me, Andy Goldstein, Andy Brassel, and this week our guest in the studio is the brilliant Kevin Hatchard. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. <laughs>
1: That's Amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
2: At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in The Dugout, a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's a place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favorite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit talksport.com slash dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.